Welcome to Profits Affogato, a podcast all about growing a profitable business that pours over into your life. I'm your host, Sarah Verhayen, online entrepreneur, wife, and mom of two. I'm the owner of Marish Books, where we help small business owners grow their profits by embracing the number side of their business. It's our mission to make business and accounting more human. Whether you consider yourself not a numbers person or you think playing in spreadsheets is a fun time, you're welcome here. So pour a cup of coffee and join me for inspiration, stories, and action steps to create the life of your dreams and a business you love. For today's episode, we're going to talk all about sales tax and specifically what online business owners need to know about sales tax. Sales tax, especially for online businesses, is something that can be sort of an afterthought. And it's something that you definitely need to at least have a base knowledge about and know whether your items are are taxable for sales tax and keep in mind the thresholds to pay attention to. And before we completely dive into it, I will give the disclaimer that this is specific for U.S. businesses. And also, I am not a sales tax expert. This is for educational purposes only. And of course, consult your accountant for your specific situation. Okay, so first we're going to back up to what is sales tax. So this is different from your federal income tax, which is your main tax return that you file once a year. And it's different from state income tax, which not every states have income tax, but if yours does, you would file a state return along with that federal income tax return. So this is completely separate. And for sales tax laws, they are set by each individual state. So every single state in the US has different laws and rates about what products are taxable, what the tax rates are, all of that. And the laws are constantly changing and being updated, which is why this gets to be such a complex topic to talk about. So for this podcast episode, I'm just going to go kind of very high level and just what you need to be aware of so that you know what questions to ask to your bookkeeper or accountant. So the first question I'm going to talk about is who is sales tax based on? Is it the rate of the seller, the rate of the purchaser? How does that work? It is based on the purchaser. So it's also known as a consumption tax. So think about it that way. It's the final end user of the product, their tax rate that's applied to it. And this makes sense because they would want the sales tax to be applied to the highest dollar transaction, right? So if a clothing store was purchasing product wholesale for $10 and then selling it for $20 to the consumer, that's the one that they would want the sales tax being applied to. For some background, let's think back to the days where online business wasn't such a big thing and the majority of businesses were just like brick and mortar businesses. So let's just take... A clothing store, for example. So you had your clothing store, let's say in, I live in Texas, so I'm going to use Texas as an example. So let's say a clothing store in Dallas, Texas. So when customers come to the clothing store and they buy clothes, they know that the purchase is happening in Dallas, Texas. So they can apply the state sales tax rate for Texas and also the local sales tax rate for Dallas. They can plug those numbers into their cash register so that every single transaction is charging sales tax so that the store is collecting that sales tax from the customer. And then either once a month or once a quarter, depending on how they're registered with the state, the business will take that sales tax that they've collected from all the customers for that period of time and send it to the state. And that's how sales tax was working back then. And then if they would occasionally ship clothes, let's say to somebody in California 
if they hadn't crossed certain thresholds, which we'll talk about in a minute, then the states would consider it sort of an administrative burden to keep track of, and they wouldn't require them to collect and remit sales tax until they reach that threshold. So fast forward to today, which is, I'm recording this in 2022, so lots and lots and lots of online businesses. So many sales are not only across the country, but across the world. So of course, it's complicating sales tax quite a bit. And I will put a note in here that it is recognized that this is quite a burden for especially small or what they call micro businesses with under, you know, a few million dollars of sales to keep track of how many sales and how much revenue is going to purchasers from outside states. And so the trend that we're seeing is for the burden of sales tax to be shifted to the e-commerce platform. So like Amazon, Etsy, different platforms are taking control of the sales tax or being required, I should say, to take control of the sales tax and calculate it and remit it and all that stuff. So this is constantly changing and evolving. And if you are selling, especially a physical product, make sure that you have somebody helping you out with this. So let's talk about what products are actually taxable for sales tax. So historically, of course, physical products were the main ones that were taxable for sales tax. Services are generally not taxable for sales tax, but they are in some states. Again, for everything, it just depends on the state. However, digital products are also becoming increasingly more taxable. Some examples of digital products would be online courses, webinars, any sort of ebook or PDF, even things like fonts and graphics are digital products. A lot of states are starting to consider digital products taxable for sales tax as well, which is why this is so important for online business owners to be aware of because so much of what we do is obviously digital. So I'm going to link an article in the show notes that's super helpful from Quaderno. And it has a really good chart of all the states and which ones consider digital products taxable. But the quick summary is, as of the time that this article was written, there are 28 states that tax digital products. So it's definitely something to be aware of as you're selling things in your online business. Okay, so whether or not you need to collect sales tax Once you determine that your product is taxable, that's determined by a concept called nexus. So there's physical nexus and economic nexus. Physical nexus is if you have things like employees, property, a building, whatnot, inventory, things like that. If you have physical things in a certain state. Economic nexus is where they look at the dollar amount and the number of sales transactions. And of course, as is the theme for this episode, is the economic nexus and physical nexus rules vary by state. A common threshold is $100,000 in annual sales to a certain state or 200 separate sales transactions to a certain state. But again, these vary state by state. So check out each state individually so you know what that threshold is. As I was preparing for this podcast episode, I was looking at an article from Etsy and I just wanted to read this sentence to you because this is a perfect example about how nuanced and complex these sales tax laws can be. So this article from Etsy says, for example, sales of yarn in Pennsylvania are subject to tax, but not if the yarn is for use in clothing. Washington exempts candy from tax, but not if that candy needs to be refrigerated. So as you can see, these sales tax laws get more and more complex as your business grows and serves customers from more and more states. The last thing I want to talk about with sales tax and online business is 
making sure when you are setting up your payment processor, whether it's Square or Stripe or you have Shopify, that you're setting up your sales tax rates correctly. This can be such a little thing that can be missed or done incorrectly. And you could have situations where just because you clicked a button, you're collecting sales tax, but you weren't aware you're collecting sales tax and you're not giving it to the state or you're supposed to be collecting sales tax, but you haven't. And there are ways to address all of these things legally and getting everything squared away and correct. So all this to say, (laughs) this is why it's so important to have a great bookkeeper who you can trust. Hopefully this episode has given you a starting point of the questions that you can ask your bookkeeper or accountant and have everybody in the loop knowing exactly what sales tax you're required to be collecting and remitting to the state. And if you need a bookkeeper, of course, I will leave my quote form linked down below. It's just a quick form you can fill out to get a custom quote. As you can see, there are several complexities with different businesses, depending on what they sell and where they sell and how they collect money and all the things. And so at Marish Books, all of our bookkeeping quotes are custom to each company. So if that's something you're needing help with, go ahead and fill out that form and we can talk further. If you found this episode valuable and learned something you didn't know already about sales tax and online business, I would appreciate it so much if you shared it with a friend or your biz bestie to get the word out there about what to be watching for with sales tax and just having that base knowledge to make those decisions and ask the right questions to your accountant or bookkeeper. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Profits Affogato podcast. For all the links mentioned in the episode, check out the show notes. And as always, I'd love it if you find me on Instagram at Marish Books, screenshot the episode, and tag me in your stories with your favorite takeaway. 